the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. There's an amazing story happening uh, in, uh, in North America. We live in a nutty world. We really do. I don't know if you've noticed I, this, but uh, it's completely upside down. It's actually impossible to believe some of these stories. It is. And yet, they're true. I, 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 and the names haven't even been changed to protect the innocent. No. So <laughs> there's not a lot of the, well, you know, there's certainly some people who are being treated as if they were innocent and are not in this mm-hmm. particular story. It happens in Canada. Brian Lilly is with us. Uh, Brian is a friend of the show. I've been on the program many times and uh, is trying to do something really cool around this story. And it, Brian, I, I think in in America they may have heard little bits and pieces of headlines on this story, but can you take us yeah. through it from the beginning? Well, it all centers around um, a disgusting little terrorist named Omar Khadr. Can it be that blunt? He's a disgusting little terrorist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he grew up in a family that was mobbed up with Osama bin Laden. He was born in Canada. He was born in Toronto to a family from uh, Egypt who had immigrated here. They decided, you know what, these Western values, we don't like them. They took them. They, they, they raised them in Pakistan and Afghanistan. They'd come back to Canada for, you know, hospital visits and to get surgery and things like that but they didn't want these icky western values uh, corrupting their children so they you know decided to literally live in osama bin laden's compound the father was the financier for the 9-11 attacks this guy ends up growing up in this family ends up at the age of 15 on a battlefield in july 2002 killing an american soldier he's sergeant first class christopher spear and Spear was a medic going in at the end of the uh, at the end of the the battle to look for the wounded, tend to the wounded, find the survivors. Omar Khadr throws a grenade and kills him. Ends up at Gitmo, and Canada's just giving him ten and a half million dollars for his trouble. Mm. The widow of Christopher Spear gets nothing. She and Sergeant Lane Morris, who was injured, lost an eye in this battle. They had a court ruling from Utah saying he owes them. Omar Khadr owes them $134 million, and Justin Trudeau's government worked hand-in-glove with Khadr's lawyers to make sure that they can't get that money. Now, incredible. How, did, how is it possible that... All right, so he was, he was captured by Canadian troops, right? Turned over to the Americans. Yeah. Spent some time no, no, at Gitmo? He was ca- captured, by, captured by American troops. He was captured by American fact, troops. And spent yeah, time at was, Gitmo, was, right? Yeah, he was injured, and the only reason he's alive is American troops treated him in the battlefield, shipped him to Hamburg to the same hospital that tried to save uh, Sergeant Christopher Spear. He lived, Spear died, and then he was shipped to Gitmo. Okay, Okay, so so how did he wind up getting $10.5 million from the Canadian government? How how does that happen? Have you seen our Prime Minister? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Great hair and and great socks. I would say sexy. But Um, we... we Not released him to Canada, right? Because I don't know why. Why did why did why did we release him from Gitmo and send him to Canada? So when he was released from Gitmo, he had uh, agreed to a plea deal to serve forty years in jail, uh, or the sentence was going to be forty years. If he agreed to the plea deal, it would be eight years, and after a year, he could be transferred up to Canada. Hillary Clinton uh, was Secretary of State back then when all of this was was going on. Huh. She wanted rid of him. Obama wanted rid of him. He was not welcomed by most Canadians. The Harper government, the Conservatives, were in power up here back then. They didn't want him back, but as a favor to Obama, 
you know, the negotiations went on. Finally, Harper said, all right, fine, we'll take them back. Not that that helped us get Keystone XL approved or anything like that, but mm -hmm. we took the terrorists back. He goes into jail. He had uh, taken the Canadian government to court several times. The Supreme Court found that his rights were violated, but they never said he had to be paid money. Cotter launches a lawsuit as soon his, as he gets His rights were violated when? At Gitmo? At Gitmo, because Canadian officials went down and interrogated him oh, after no. he'd been subject to the, um, what they call it, the frequent flyer program. It's uh, mm. sleep deprivation. Oh, so, no. Yeah. I, they I they deprived him of, of taking a nap, or he didn't get eight hours of sleep one night, and so he gets $10.5 million? He was not waterboarded. There were no jumper cables attached to sensitive parts. Mm. But they said his rights were violated. Now, that's all they said. The court never said you got to pay him. Mm -hmm. Cotter sues for $20 million, and instead of fighting it in court, the way every previous liberal and conservative government in this country would have, Justin Trudeau says, well, the right thing to do is settle. They do a, a negotiated mediation, and they agree to give him $10.5 million. By the way, poll just out last night, 71% of Canadians outraged by this, including the majority of... Uh, the majority of liberal voters, even people that voted for the Socialist Party, are outraged by this. Jeez. And they should be. I mean, that is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, what's wrong with the other 29%? Yeah, that's, that's my question, Jeff. <laughs> wow. The other part about this, too, is he's not getting $10.5 million in prison, right? I mean, this they've actually let him out. Yeah, he has been released. He was, uh, that, that was another court order. We got great courts here. You know, they're activists, just like you guys have a lot of activist courts. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have enough of the hanging judges, but we have lots of the, you know, bleeding heart liberal Democrat mm. judges. Um, so all of this is going on. He is trying to make sure that he gets away with the money and the Spear family is getting nothing. So I launched a crowdfunding campaign to try and raise a million dollars for the Spear kids because... Spear left behind his, his wife, Tabitha. Uh, mm. He also left behind two kids. Taryn was three when her father died. Mm. Tanner was just 11 months, and they've grown up without a father. So we're just shy of, uh, of $100,000 right now. We're, we're just under 95, and we only launched a couple of days ago. So we're trying to get the word out, and so thanks so much for having me on to talk about it. Uh, if we get the million, that's great. If not, I'm, they will be incredibly grateful for whatever we can raise. Because with so many people angry, I said, you know what, let's do something to turn that anger, that righteous indignation, into something positive. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. How do, how do people contribute to this, Brian? So you go to the website spearkids.com. S-P-E-E-R, right? That's right. Spearkids.com. And uh, you can donate it's all through Indiegogo. Not keeping a penny. Indiegogo has their small processing fee. You know, they have to process your credit card. They have to transfer the money, all of that. Outside of that, every single penny is going to the family to make sure they, okay, it's not going to replace their father. Maybe it'll help with college. Maybe it'll help them set up a business. Maybe it will just let them know that while the Canadian government is, uh, under Justin Trudeau at least, is trying to look after the rights of a terrorist, other people, normal people, care about them. This is one of the most outrageous stories I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> it really is. I mean, it really is. A, a terrorist who, who has killed American soldiers and blinded and, another and should still, I mean, should be dead. They should have killed him on the battlefield. He should have left him there. But he, they nursed he him actually, back to health. 
Yeah, he called out for them to leave him alone. You talk to Lane Morris, who was there. He said he wanted to die as a martyr. And instead, hey, your soldiers patched him up and uh, and nursed him back to health. He spent a bunch of years at Gitmo, but he, you're right, Pat. He should be in jail still, and it's yeah. outrageous that he's not. And instead, so, he's a multimillionaire. And yep. he says he wants to be a nurse now. So that that's oh, a real plus. I'd be really society, comfortable huh? with that. If you're going, going, changing <laughs> your bandages or giving you a sponge bath. I mean, seriously, oh, if this story, man. Brian, ended where you said, you know what, they, they transferred him back to Canada and he's going oh, to be in prison for 40 years. I would be outraged by that. The yeah. fact that they, cu- yeah. they shut it down to eight years and now he's out of prison is so over the top. That I can't even imagine that it occurred. Then you had the ten and a half million on top of it. Hey, I'm going to Gitmo. I'm going to turn myself in, and I'm going to ask them to be mean to me. We're already uh, sleep deprived. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Canadian. That is unbelievable. Uh, Absolutely. You claimed that you were from, uh, I don't know, southern Alberta instead of Montana. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I I could fake the accent. I think so. (laughs) Absolutely. What's that all about? As a as a Canadian (laughs) sports celebrity, I could obviously easily do it, but uh, there's got to be a path for you too. Um, This is uh, incredible, and and we should also point out here. Here's a story where you know a Canadian media organization, Brian in particular is doing something to help, you know, really an American family. This is, uh, you know, while yeah. it's, a, it's a Canadian story, certainly this is really, this would go to help an American family. It's, it's a really cool thing you're doing here, Brian, and I'm glad you're bringing it to everybody's attention. Well, th- thanks for giving me the airtime. I keep saying on all the shows I go on, if everyone watching chipped in 20, 50 bucks, whatever you can right now, the fundraiser would be over real quick. I, yeah, you know, it's incredible support so far. As I said, just shy of $100,000, but getting to that million, it could be done real quick. You don't have to uh, donate thousands of dollars. You, you know, if you can, great. You know, and I know mm-hmm. Jeffy's got the money. Oh yeah, uh, oh. So he can return, oh, the, yeah. return his bottles and and, and give the, the, everybody, the money to the, the spirit. Kids. Everybody watching this show pitched in twenty fifty dollars. You'd have twenty fifty dollars. <laughs> All right, Brian Lilly, we appreciate you coming on, and of course, uh, telling everybody that Jeffy's awful. Play <laughs> didn't say that. What is it, Spear Kids? One more time, SpearKids.com? SpearKids.com. Don't worry, Jeffy. I I still love you. That's nice. You've ruined it now. You probably could have got to the million, but now. (laughs) Brian Lilly, thanks so much for coming on. Wow, uh, that's that, amazing, man! I mean, outrageous. That sure is. We got to do that story on radio. We got to do. I mean, we've heard a lot of outrageous stories about terrorists who somehow fall through the cracks and whatever, and and sue the American government because they were yelled at at Gitmo, but. This has to take the cake. Ten and a half million dollars. The man's going to be a millionaire nurse. Jeez, man. <laughs> On the loose. Oh, that is unbelievable. I mean, seriously, that is legitimately one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. It seriously is. I can't it's, believe. It's hard to believe it's true. It's hard to believe. Um, so anyway, again, it's spearkids.com. Again, wow. this is an American family mm-hmm. uh, who's trying to uh, make their way without uh, you know, the, their father. Um, and, you know, you can help out. Mm-hmm.